Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Uh, I guess summer's over. It's cold outside, or at least it is when I tape the show in the morning. And, you know, look, I mean, there is kind of a, a feel of change in the air. We're about 30 days from the election getting into the heart of the fall. It seems like some of the other conferences at college level <clears throat> have made the decision to play football. You hear me talking a lot about football on this show. I'm sorry. It's not about football. It's about faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And we do that in the arenas of the legislature, the media, and the courts. And look, there's a lot of work that we're doing this time of year. All right. And I know that, you know, our organization is not an election organization, a PAC. But as I was taught in school, the law is a teacher. It matters who gets elected. It matters the people that get elected end up making the laws that have an impact on our lives. And certainly we have freedom, uh, some freedom left, it seems, to do things in the privacy of our own home or how we decide to spend our time throughout the day. But, you know, week after week, month after month, year after year, there are more rules out there for us to follow. And I got to be honest with you, um, whether you like some of those rules or not, they're there. And there are people that are putting those rules in place. They're on school boards. They're on city councils. They're in state legislatures. They're in the White House. They're in the White House putting people in positions uh, that are impacting your lives one way or another. And so, look, there are a lot of people out there that would probably say, you know what? I don't have time for politics. I don't have time for elections. You know, I'm a Christian. I don't, you know, that stuff doesn't need to affect me. And so I'm just going to live my life and not worry about all that. And look, you can do that if you want, okay? But you're really ignoring the fact that the decisions they're making in the elections, essentially what you're doing, you're allowing somebody else to make the decisions for you. Because when you decide not to go vote, when you decide not to participate, someone is making a decision. And they're either sort of canceling your vote out or your existence. And you may be okay with that. You may be totally just sold out that however God is going to allow things to happen, you're willing to embrace that. And I get that as well. And you have the freedom to do that if you want. But the reality is I don't feel biblically that that's what we're called to do, to just, you know, turn our backs, to ignore it, and to act like some of these things don't exist. And one of the reasons why for me in the work that we do, and if you listen to the show, you know we work on the issues of religious liberty, marriage and family, pro-life, because the reality is the ways that some people come into contact with our Christian faith in the Bible and Jesus is because of the religious freedom that we have, the liberties that we have in order to interact with people, communicate with people more freely. These things are able, you're able to touch people. You're able to have an impact on their lives. So if the, the more freedom that you have to do that, the more ability that Christ has to reach other people through you. Okay. And so I just, you know, I'm kind of starting off the show with some of that so you get an idea of the mindset. And you're going to hear a lot about the elections in the next four weeks. Presidential years, there's much more going on. But even more so this year, because of the coronavirus, you're seeing a lot of local elections that are now on the ballot in November. And that's not often the case or usually not the case in the state of Texas. But that's the case this time of year. So you're going to look at the ballot and go, wow, there is a long list of elections and a long list of seats and positions that you're going to have to be thinking, who are these people? 
One way to find out some of the information is freevotersguide.com. That's a website that we support, freevotersguide.com. Great information. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, You may not know some of these people, but somebody else does, okay? And somebody else can give you insight on what they stand for, who they supported, who supported them, and so on. And so, you know, look, it's important to have informed voters. But sometimes, even if you don't know anything about the particular candidates, but you know someone that does, that can add tremendous value or give you some insight. But I'm just going to prepare you right now. The ballot is long this year, and I don't want you to get discouraged by that. I don't want you to think, you know, this is this is going to take too long. I'm going to end up picking the wrong person. We're going to be there for you, okay? Freevotersguide.com. And we're not touching all the races on that uh, entity either. It, it's almost impossible, but we're going to get you pretty close. And then if you want information about that, you can contact our office, info at txvalues.org, and then our partner organization, Texas Values Action, has a tremendous amount of information about endorsements and, and uh, candidate evaluations and so on. But I'm telling you all this now because it's about to get real deep and interesting, okay? And you're going to get flooded with information. The radio, the you know television, for anyone that still watches network television, we were having this conversation in our office earlier this week. You know, who watches ABC and NBC anymore? I mean, sometimes we do, right? I mean, other people do. But there's so many outlets these days, online, cable. I mean, there's just so many ways that we receive information that under kind of the banner of news. So who knows what your source is, but one way or another, you're going to get reached by some campaign, you know, whether you want to or not. It's in the mail. Um, you're going to see it on billboard signs. I mean, I drove to Houston and back earlier this week. I don't know how many Trump billboard signs I saw. Uh, and I'm just telling you, if I saw one for Biden, I'd tell you that too, but I didn't. Okay. But my point is people in campaigns are looking for ways to reach you. And there are so many more ways to be reached these days than there were before. So, but I don't want you to be discouraged by any of this or by the length of the ballot or by sometimes the contentiousness of some of the interactions. Speaking of, the debate this week was probably like not any others we've seen before. And, you know, and some of that's a product of the personalities. I thought the moderator could have done a a good job, a better job. But nonetheless, um, I do think some of that is there are drastic differences between the two parties, in my opinion. Um, But my overall message to you is it's all about to come down. All right. And that's kind of the changing of the seasons, too as well, it's going to get really, really um, active, okay, as it relates to some of the elections. And so, but our work is not just about elections. We're doing (coughs) work, excuse me, to prepare for the state legislative session. Um, There are also some court cases that we're involved in, but we're doing a tremendous amount of work to educate people on these issues. I was at an event that we put together in Houston, talking to people about what their rights are. So let me talk a little bit about that, all right? Churches, what are your rights, okay? I'm going to be at a candidate forum coming this week at Prestonwood Baptist Church, which is a huge church, mega church, whatever you want to call it, one of the biggest churches in Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we're going to have candidates come to the stage, spend a minute, a little bit about who they are, what they do, and then it's going to kind of be a, you know, a long line of that, just kind of a revolving group, if you will. And you're going to see other things like that. So um, if you're up in that area and you want to come, love to have you. I, I think the event's free. I don't think anyone's charging. We're co-hosting it, so they're doing some of the logistics on that side. Preston, what is? But that is on Tuesday, October 6th, 
I believe, is the date. Let me check my calendar here. And so um, love to have you out there. But if you want to do something similar like that at your church, let us know. We're looking for more opportunities to kind of take this package and go to other parts of the state and uh, and get people informed. But, you know, this is a, a church can do that. A church can have a candidate forum as long as they at least invite people, you know, the both candidates, if you will. I think just about all the races this time of year, it's two people you're picking from. So one side or the other, so to speak. And even if they don't show up, you can invite all Republic, I mean, all, you know, the Republican and Democrat and only the Republicans show up. Doesn't matter as long as you invited everyone, you know, and as long as you're not trying to discourage those people. But if the pastor of the church wants to say, here's what the Republican Party stands for and here's what it's what it lines up for the Bible. Here's the Democrat Party. Here's how it lines up with the Bible. They can absolutely do that if they want to take the candidates and do that same thing. If they want to tell you, we encourage you to vote for the candidate that supports our biblical values. They can do that as well. If they want to talk about the abortion issue, about marriage issues, religious liberty, and how that can be impacted by who's elected, all of those things, they're free to do. Tremendous amount of freedom. If you go to our website, txvalues.org, we had a great video we put together. I'd love for some churches to show this video, not because I'm in it, because I think it's good, okay? I am in it, though, all right? I'm the only person in it. Uh, We do have 11 members of our team, but I tend to be the one that's in the videos a lot. We're working on that, okay? But go to txvalues.org, find that information, and you'll be able to really share that with other people and get more important information about the election. So as we're talking about elections, we have to mention the issue that's going on right now regarding the Supreme Court nomination. And a little bit of that was touched on during the debate, the presidential debate, this week. There's no question that the president has the right to nominate someone to the U.S. Supreme Court of his choosing or her choosing it for, for that matter. But speaking of President Trump, so he's nominated Amy Coney Barrett. Not a real surprise. She was on the short list. Her name's been mentioned for quite a while. It was mentioned last time um, there was an opening um, on the U.S. Supreme Court. And so, uh, look, she's more than qualified, uh, you know, top of her class from Notre Dame Law, Um, currently on a federal court of appeals district, very well thought of. And for a lot of people, they realize someone who, you know, if there's a case that comes up and suggests that Roe versus Wade is unconstitutional, that she likely could be that vote. I mean, this could likely be the type of judge that pro-lifers have been praying for for 40 years that could have the impact of no longer having to recognize, you know, that decision from 1973 that is just loaded up with all kinds of problems and concerns that people on both sides of the issue have acknowledged for decades. I mean, look, I I heard that talked about when I was in law school. It's been almost 17 years since I've graduated, and I'm happy that I've had my bar license, and I've had the privilege and the honor and the freedom to practice, even though I'm sure somebody would, some people would like to take that away from me. But you know, that, that uh, is an important issue for people to be thinking about when you're deciding to vote is that Supreme Court vacancy. Now, I mean, look, I, I firmly believe, and we've called for an immediate opportunity to not only nominate, but get Amy Coney Barrett confirmed. There's plenty of time. It's not unusual. As a matter of fact, it's the norm that you'll see a nomination and a confirmation in this short amount of time uh, before the next election. And look, the president is still the president. I mean, it's, uh, you know, he doesn't end being president um, in the next 15, 20, or 30 days. I mean, the, the inauguration doesn't take place until 
next year sometime. And I mean, we, we don't want to go through halfway through a term and have a vacancy, nor do we want a vacancy if, for God forbid, there's some challenge to the election results in the courts. This is one of those election seasons where I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. All right. And, and so, I mean, but you think about this. I mean, we could, what, if we were going, if that were to be the case, hypothetically, a new president comes in, that's at the end of January, assuming it's not Trump. Let's say there's a change. If there's not, you know, things could happen a little bit quicker, but you have a new president come in that, you know, Biden would nominate someone else. He would not nominate Amy Coney Barrett. And then you've got a situation where, um, where in, in that situation where you've got months that it would take possibly um, weeks, months. And, and so we could see ourselves March, April could almost be a full Supreme Court term with a vacancy. And why do I say that is because right now is where the judges are taking up issues. They're hearing oral arguments from the case. They usually go, you know, really September, early October through uh, June. And so you don't want to be in a situation where there's a vacancy, like almost through the whole term with some very important cases that could be decided. I think that, uh, you know, as President Trump said during the debate, okay, he won the election. Uh, Republicans have the Senate. The votes are there, right? It's a little bit different when Obama was in this situation. It was the end of his term. He wasn't running again. You knew there'd be a new president. It, and so there was more of an issue there um, because it, it was very close to the election. There were concerns about the the nominee, and they didn't have the votes. So uh, different situation there for people that want to uh, compare this to um, – uh, Merrick, I forget his first name. I want to say it's Garland. I'll check that to make sure I was correct. But uh, nonetheless, that, that's an important issue. A lot of people are saying, as it relates to Roe v. Wade, President Trump may be the most pre- pro-life president ever. So when you think about these issues, and when you're going to the ballot box, that's something you need to be thinking about, right? Which candidate is more pro-life? We know we know Biden's not pro-life. Okay, the, the, he is pro-abortion. Um, there's so many things in his record you can look at that point to that. Even though he wants to talk about being Catholic, and, and obviously that's a position of the Catholic Church. Myself as a Catholic, of uh, supporting and protecting innocent human life, he does not. He supports the rights of women, if you want to even call it that, to have an abortion. He he supports abortion, the taking of a human life in the womb. And I'm not so sure where he is on issues like born alive. Uh, Infant Protection Act. And so a a big difference there in the candidates. And so when you're thinking about these issues, and that's why we want people to be informed about what their rights are, particularly churches. Uh, You know, the life issue is something that a lot of churches have been involved in. Many of them have pregnancy care centers. You're talking about life and death issues. Um, You know, and the Bible speaks to this, where God says, you know, I knew you before you were in the womb. And so I think that this is likely to be one of the most important issues that Christians find themselves thinking about, and they should, before they go to the ballot box this November, or, or even before that. Uh, there's some debate going on right now of when early voting is actually going to start in the state of Texas. Hopefully that'll get sorted out uh, very soon. And so a lot to talk about as far as elections. There'll be more to be said. And so I don't want to spend the whole program just focusing on that. Um, I do want to talk about something that happened last week. And as you know, look, it also relates to elections. Anytime government officials are making decisions, uh, particularly, you know, if there's a vote, it's it's almost often some voting elected body. And that was no different last week. The Leander Independent School District, which is now headed by a superintendent who came from Dripping Springs. This was the guy that was okay with boys going into girls' bathrooms. He didn't want it to be voted on. He didn't want the public to really engage that much on it. 
and we called him out on it. And people in Dripping Springs were upset. Now he's in Leander ISD. I'm not sure how that happened. That's the school district where I live. And so now what you see is a continuation of these kind of LGBT policies, these sexual orientation and gender identity policies, but they're using a recent Supreme Court case, and I say they, the school district, some members of their school board, but also the Texas Association of School Boards. Some of us call it TASB just to you know, phrase the, the four letters that make up the first letter of, of the entity, Texas Association of School Boards. And they have been pushing school districts to adopt this U.S. Supreme Court case that was an employment decision on the issues of sexual orientation and gender identity in a way that's inaccurate. They want schools to believe that this Title VII employment case also relates to issues of Title IX, which is a different area of federal code in relation to students. And it's not true. As a matter of fact, the U.S. Department of Education has come out and said that it's not true, that the Bostock U.S. Supreme Court decision on sexual orientation and gender identity was a Title VII employment case. It's not a school Title IX case. So, but that's what they were looking to do. Some people were in Leander ISD, was force the school district because of the push and the thrust of this from Texas Association of School Boards, probably also from the ACLU, to, to find a way to change all these school policies to reflect political and personal views on sexual orientation and gender identity, which are extremely controversial. They're very litigious. Court cases always or, or often come up around some of these policies getting changed. So that was the vote that was happening in Leander ISD. So I live in Leander ISD. Another member of my team was there, Mary Elizabeth Castle. We testified against the policy. And look, I mean, they really haven't spent a lot of time studying it. You know, and particularly when you have a letter from the U.S. Department of Education telling you not to apply a court case in this way, that's something that information that school districts should know about before they make a decision. We presented that testimony. We also presented a copy of the letter to the school board so they could read it for themselves. And that and some other factors seem to be enough for them to say, you know what, we're pushing the pause button. And not only the pause, they voted to table this recommendation that the school district adopt this controversial and divisive sexual orientation and gender identity language as it relates to matters that they deal with in public school. You know, it's interesting, too, because we're at the school board meeting. Schools are still grappling with, you know, can they open fully and who got the virus and how are we doing on enrollment? How are the teachers handling the stress of virtual teaching and in-person teaching? They still don't have a good handle on that. And look, I know they're trying their best. Don't get me wrong, but that's just the reality. So there's a whole lot of things going on in addition to concerns about racial issues and justice that we see swirling around and touching the schools in different ways. And they're going to spend time uh, advancing some political and personal ideology related to sexual orientation, gender identity. It just did not seem to be a good idea, to say the least. And so a majority of the school board members, almost unanimous, five to one voted, we're not doing this right now. We need to be looking at this more closely and not get ourselves in any trouble. I suggested they should be talking to the attorney general's office. He is the top law enforcement agency uh, agent and officer in the state. If they want to know how to apply the U.S. Supreme Court Bostock decision, they should be asking his office. And that's one of the things that we asked, and I'm pretty sure that they haven't. So, but, um, so pause is put in place in Leander ISD on this issue, but I don't know what's going on in that school district, but this is not the only problem that we've uncovered. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it has to do with their superintendent, Bruce Gearing. He was trouble for Dripping Springs ISD. That might be why he's not there anymore. I'm not sure what the circumstances were, but now he's in another school district, Leander ISD, and 
uh, the, the issues seem to be coming back up with him as well. And so, um, and this is a great school district. You know, you've got a, a lot of growth in the area, you know, high numbers, academic numbers, a lot of good community support. This type of political ideology is only going to pit people against each other. And what we've seen is in some school districts, these type of sexual orientation, gender identity policies, they're used as weapons to punish Christians. Okay. It, it becomes a sword and not a shield. And so that is why anytime they come up, Texas Values will make an effort to be there to testify against it and try to help school districts avoid this kind of mess. So if you see these issues coming up in your school district, if you see the word sexual orientation together and gender identity or gender expression, they're trouble. Okay, let us know. We'll give you some insight like we did at Leander ISD. We'll try to come testify or put you in a position to testify. And guess what? There was no one at the Leander School Board meeting supporting this language. No one. Not one single person came to the hearing to testify in support of it. But three people testified against it. I mean, not that it's always about the numbers, but... That does tell you something, you know, that this is really a political movement and not something that parents and people in the community are asking for. But unfortunately, I don't think we've heard the last of that issue in Leander ISD, uh, but we'll be continuing to stay on top of it. So, hey, just heads up, though, um, you know, if you got the ticket to our policy forum a week and a half ago, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, go to the website, txvalues.org. You can see more about that event. But if you did get a ticket, we're going to be splicing up some of the video because we had, I don't know, 10 or 11 different panels and people absolutely loved it. And so we've been getting requests to get recordings of it so they can use it, send it out to other people. If you bought a ticket, you do have access to it, but it's all one long recording, video recording. And so we're going to be cutting it up and labeling it with a certain panel so people can, you know, digest about an hour at a time. And uh, we can get some more education on that issue and those issues that were covered. But hey, if you missed that event, Another opportunity to see what we're doing on the big stage, so to speak. On November 13th, we've got our annual gala. Now, this is primarily a fundraiser, but an opportunity for you to rally with like-minded people, get around them, be in person, and just feed off that energy, right? And this is going to be after the elections. November 13th is a Friday. This is going to be in the Dallas area at the Weston Galleria, an absolute fantastic uh, setting and facility. We're going to social distance and have safety protocols, but we're going to have dinner in person. And when you sit down, you don't have to wear a mask. All right. So you'll be able to breathe a little bit, but do it in a comfortable setting. We've got tickets that are up for sale, txvalues.org. And guess who's coming back? Matthew West, the Christian singer that made an appearance at our policy forum, blew people away. He was incredible. Not only does he give a great talk and connect and He's got a great personal testimony. I'm not going to ruin it. you got to come hear him tell it in person. It is connected so well to the work we're doing. But look, the guy's a musician. He is fantastic in person. It's basically a live concert, okay? But it's also Christian worship. You want to get fulfilled or get filled up with the Spirit, get excited, all right, about the issues of faith, family, and freedom, about being a Christian in Texas and what you can do about it and how you can make a difference, come to our Faith, Family, and Freedom Gala, November 13th, in the Dallas area, txvalues.org to get your tickets. Matthew West, the star, okay, this guy's won several awards, Christian singer. He's got several number one songs. He's going to be our keynote speaker. We're going to have some other great guests there too. We're going to have a VIP reception with Matthew West and others. You don't want to miss it. Look, um, 
if you want to come out, us to come out to your group or church and tell you a little bit more about what your rights are in relation to elections, who some of the candidates are, who some of the, some people that are getting endorsed by, and just to really get a sense of what's at stake, what's going on at the U.S. Supreme Court with this nomination, um, what's going to happen in the state legislature. We're already preparing for our state legislative session. Ask us to come out. We'll come speak to your group. Uh, we'll do it virtually, too. If you're still trying to get adjusted, we're happy to do that as well. But we're already having numerous events in person. We want to get more on the schedule. Speaking of, big event this weekend, excuse me, this week, October 6th, Tuesday, Prestonwood Baptist Church. I'm not sure if they're going to live stream it or not. You may want to try to get there in person to make sure that you can have interaction with dozens of candidates at the federal, state, and local level. They're going to be there. They're going to talk about their Christian faith, what motivated them to run for office, and you're going to have Republican and Democrat there. It's a wide variety of people. A great chance to meet them in person. This is one of the biggest voter education and candidate information events in the state of Texas. Prestonwood Baptist does it at a high level. And this will be the third time that we partner with them on such an event in an election cycle. So I don't want you to miss it. That's Tuesday, October 6th, in the evening at Prestonwood Baptist Church. We'll try to get something up on the website so people have a little bit more information about it. But you don't want to miss it. I think the event's free. I don't think there's an admission charge to come. So come check it out um, on October 6th. We'll have some more commentary next week about it. But check out our gala, too, November 13th. I was in Houston last week or earlier this week, excuse me, and people are really enjoying getting out and about. And speaking about that, um, you know, obviously someone who's been out and about is our president and first lady. We know it's been confirmed that they both tested positive for the coronavirus. This is not a death sentence, okay? But it is something to be praying about. Let's pray for our president and let's pray for the first lady that they recover just like many others have have recovered. Um, And as the president said, you know, look, we'll get through this together. Uh, But look, we we hope you have a great week. And if you see value in our work, make a donation. We are a nonprofit 501c3 organization. Go to txvalues.org and help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.